sauce like a GoPro. Think of my GoPro. Boy, you moving too slow. Think of my say so. Now I'm fast like Stuart McSwain. Moving real flash, you think I'm insane. 240 on the spot, K on the dot, now they're begging me to stop. No, taking shots like a GoPro. Think of my GoPro. Boy, you moving too slow. Think of my say so. Now I'm fast like Stuart McSwain. Moving real flash, you think I'm insane. 240 on the spot, K on the dot, now they're begging me to stop. No. Hey guys, welcome to the 8th episode of the Sticks and Bones Running Podcast. I'm joined today by Isaac Bublé and Will McAlinden and myself, Joel Solomon. How are you, Isaac? How are you, Macca? Not too bad. A bit sad the Olympics are over. Uh, very sad. Did you um, even... Did you, guys, <laughs> did you guys watch the closing ceremony? A bit of it. I was, but then, like, had to I go to bed. Bored. Yeah. Yeah, it's alright. Nothing, nothing special. We had a delayed like broadcast, which is so annoying. Like, it wasn't live. Plus. It, it should have started at seven o'clock for us. Not even on seven plus. It should have started at seven o'clock for us, but instead started at nine, two hours yeah. after you guys started. GG. Flex in Australia life. Hashtag same life. Interrupting the satellites. Isaac, how's the injury? It's coming along slowly. Um, went for a 20-minute walk yesterday. That was good. Felt felt good. Didn't feel like it was doing anything, though. So, who knows, maybe once I get up to 40-minute walks, we'll feel some gains. Hopefully, it makes the walk jogging a bit easier and feel more exciting. Did you... Uh, oh, Isaac's also got some more exciting news. He's testing something out for a week, and if it works, he might keep with it. Trying no meat for a week after watching the game changes on Netflix. Following in his father's footsteps of being pescatarian. <laughs> his father is Joel Solomon. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Come on, Macca. What? Oh, I'm good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I like I like my steak. <laughs> you like steak. But, hey, they don't have grass and green plants over in the desert. <laughs> Not an option. Just seen today. It was actually so rainy. Like we were just playing on the courts, like lunch or something, and it just started hailing. Imagine going to school for real. Yeah, like, imagine going to school. <laughs> Online life. I, mean, I haven't gone to school in like I don't know since like eight years ago. Mate, last but, year we had four months in a row in lockdown. Oh, that that. <laughs> That's going to be you guys. You guys are cooked. Yeah, you guys are long gone. Thank you, civilization boys. Good really. job, Gladys. No, you don't diss Gladys. Everyone in every other state other than New South Wales is dissing Gladys. Oh, don't. Don't Gladys. ScoMo is going to give her the boot if he's even allowed to do that. Did you, did you see ScoMo um, gave a shout out to Jen Gregson? Yeah, I saw that. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. Tearing her Achilles on the last steeplechase. Yeah, he also mentioned Peter Bowl, Ryan Browning. Should have mentioned Jai Luz. He's and inspirational. He's come back from injuries and now he's a Olympian. That is should motivation. Have, should have mentioned Sticks and Bones running podcast. Best running podcast. <laughs> <in Apple>. Yeah. <laughs> it's way better than the sit and kick podcast, even though we I've don't got know. Bronze medals, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be medalists soon. We'll clean sweep of the podium. Yeah. Paris. Paris. Uh, uh, Brisbane. Brisbane. Clean sweep Brisbane. of the podium. Mm. Yeah. Clean it up. Sounds, sounds good, brother. All right. Alrighty. I'll get into my week. So on 
Monday, as usual, had a rest day. Then on Tuesday, the bike session was three by three minutes, three by four minutes, three by five minutes. One minute easy between the fir- in the first set, two minute easy in the second set, and three minute easy in the third set. And then between sets had four minute um, easy. So that was a pretty good session. Felt all right. Um, yeah, wasn't going too hard, but got a good effort out of that. Then on Wednesday, rode down to the pool. This was the first time doing the pool in the morning before school. It was very nice riding in the morning. Like at, I left at 5.46 a.m., just a good time, giving me memories, flashbacks of the 3.6 a.m. jogs back in the day. Seems like years ago now. Um, but, yeah, it was good. Got to the pool as it was opening and was in there by 6.05 a.m. Did um, 32 minutes. I was in there for 32 minutes. I just did 15 minutes of swimming and then 17 or 15 minutes of I don't know how that adds up to 32 minutes, but I did 15 minutes of swimming and 15 minutes of uh, what's called aqua jogging with the belt on, which I'm borrowing from one of the boys from training. So cheers, Kaylin, for that. Um, how is that like with the aqua jogging? It's pretty hard? boring. Um, no matter how tight you put the belt on, it always creeps up your waist. <laughs> I would put it on so tight and keep tightening it and it would always creep up. But no, nah, it was good. Um, you do look like an idiot because, like, especially at that time, like, all the actual elite. swimmers go at that time. Not even the elites, just like the older guys who can just swim laps on laps. And then I'm just there in the aqua play um, lane on my own, just like hardly moving. It takes me like two minutes to move halfway up the lane and back. <laughs> splash fun. You know that splash fun. Oh, uh, yeah. That's me, mate, splashing around. But at least I did the swim before, so then they could see that I could actually swim. So then it didn't look like I was just some kid trying not to drown with a life vest on. But um, that would have looked bad if I just went straight into the um, aqua jogging first. <laughs> but, yeah, got through that. It was a very good way to start the day. Um, and, yeah, definitely rate that. But then we went into lockdown a couple of days later, so I can't do that again. Um, Thursday, I did a session on the bike. Didn't write down what it was, but I'm pretty sure it was just, like, a couple of hard, like, tempos. Um can't quite remember. Then on Friday, I did do a ride, but I didn't upload it on Strava. It was just like 45 minutes while watching the Olympics. Um, Saturday, um, I didn't put, <laughs> I had to private it on Strava for certain reasons, but um, <laughs> I went for a very, very long ride. Um, lots of, lots of Ks, um, but we do have time limits on exercise in Victoria, hence why I did not want to make this a public activity. Um, anyway on. But um, I'll send the photo in the group chat for you boys. But, um, yeah, it was a good ride, just pacing Murray while he did his session in the morning and then ended up just riding along the Gardner's Creek Trail for a long while. Did some laps of the velodrome, which was nice. Um, did two laps and then realised I should probably get off because I was looking like a bum against all the sweats. Um <laughs> Yeah, that was a good ride, good miles. And then on Sunday, just went out for an easy ride with my mate, just around the streets, did a lot of laps. I found, like, a good rectangle lap. I could build up speed in, like, the streets because it was pretty quiet. So I could get some good speed, had a few good bends in there. Do you have a road bike or a mountain bike you're using? Uh, it's not really – it's probably more towards a mountain bike, but it's, like, kind of a hybrid. Oh, yeah. 
But yeah, it's not it's not really a road bike, but I did take it on some trails in Wattle Park, me and my mate, and neither of us had any really ability on the trails, but my bike was probably more suited to it, but uh didn't yeah, I wasn't good. Could not get out I wasn't gonna even try doing any of the jumps, especially since I'm already injured. Um yeah. But yeah. Uh so just sent you boys the Saturday ride, the long ride. Um, so yeah, that was my week. Pretty good week of riding. Good to be out. Um, yeah, another week in the books. Three more weeks to and run. Is that your longest ride ever? Yep. Probably on longer than the exercise bike, actually, maybe. My longest ride ever is 50k. Big man. In the trails. If I was better prepared, I definitely would, because I was wearing like, Pants and a jacket and a long sleeve because I just thought I'd be going, going with Murray. Didn't yeah. realize I'd end up going for so long, so I was sweating bullets by the time I finished. Yeah, one thousand one hundred thirteen calories burned. Good job, by that Heart rate one thirty two. I wonder how accurate that is. I know heart rate's not because Garmin's just not like great on the wrist, especially yeah, because it tells me that my cool down heart rate's all. It's always higher than in a race or workout, so I'm not sure about that. But yeah, mm. is that your week, Isaac? That is my week. How many k's of running did you do? Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, solid, solid, Isaac. Mm. All right, my week now. Let's get it. Um, let's see. Sorry, this may take. Oh, there we go. Um, okay, Monday, uh, the grass track, which I normally train on, which is called McGilvray, was closed due to flooding in the previous week, so we trained at the WA Athletic Stadium. Session was 2K, then 1,600, then 1,200, 800, and 400, with a lap jog recovery between each. Uh, let me see what the splits were. Started on 86 seconds per lap, so super comfortable, really smooth. Then we dropped down like two seconds for each lap, or I think, for each, for, for each distance. So 2K, 86, 1600, 84, 1200. Actually, maybe, oh no, ready? Sorry, I apologize. 86, 84, 83, 80. Then I think 76. Yeah, 76 and then 67 for the 400. Oh, your breathing is really heavy. Yeah. Is it really? I think yeah. it's moving. I'm wearing like a Nike spray jacket. I can take it off. I can hear your organs. I'll go mute while I take it off because it's a very loud jacket. Thanks. So that session was pretty good, just felt quite comfortable, got moving at at the end of it, but yeah, I don't know, I just felt really smooth. Good job. It's not running on the track, like I haven't run on the track since Nationals, as an artificial track. Yeah. So it just feels so so firm, man, like the ground. Like yeah. I stepped onto it to do a couple of strides before the session started, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> just what? Did you actually yeah. say, whoa? No, no, no. I didn't. <laughs> Don't feed the listeners lies, Will. 
<laughs> I'm, go- I'm going to the track Jeez, for the first time. Like training on grass tracks, you forget. I don't know. You just forget what a track is. So are you saying it was a good thing, like the track, or? Yeah. Is- I'm going to the track for the first time in like three months on um, Friday. Is that within the New South Wales COVID guidelines and restrictions, yeah, Joel? It is. It's <laughs> it's like six k from my house, and we're only like a ten k away. You're like ten k. What's ten k? We had five k. Yeah, we have five k, and we have way less cases. Yeah, we're ten k away, and I don't think we're. I'm not. Don't don't quote me on this, but it's I don't think have a limit, right? Yeah, we don't have a limit. I can exercise for twenty four hours if I want. What? See, this is why you guys like four hundred cases. And didn't you, you didn't have to wear like you didn't have compulsory mask wearing until a couple of weeks ago, right? Oh, I don't know about that. I don't. I don't really leave my house other than to run. Joel has no friends. <laughs> as soon as the borders open, you come see me and Will because that's all he's got. Okay, okay. <laughs> we, we can meet in the desert at Uluru. <laughs> laps around Uluru. No, that's not fair. That's, Will's too used to that. Oh, yeah, no. something more mutual. Yeah, we could actually have, we, we should actually run on pavement. Will's just used to sand running. Like, look at his country. Yeah. <laughs> sand dunes for days. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Maka. <laughs> Continue with your week. All right. Uh, Tuesday just did 6.06 k's at five minute pace. Uh, yeah. Mate, this is killing me. You've done 6.06 k's. I know. In 30 minutes and 21 seconds. <laughs> Surely you could have stopped at 30 minutes and it probably would have I, been right on. No, I try and avoid like. I don't know. I think I've I used to get Strava taxed a lot with my Garmin, but I don't, th- and so I've just kept. I always went like fifty meters over, so I didn't like <laughs> it go below. And then I just kept on doing that, and it's never happened again. So I should probably just stop at six point zero zero, and yeah. then I could achieve the perfect run. Not six k's, five minute pace, thirty <laughs> minutes and zero seconds. I tell you, oh. I tell you what, the perfect run is. Three three k at three minute pace, nine minutes on the dot. No, you you want to go sub? No, <laughs> yeah. you get yeah, I don't, yeah, but that, that that looks perfect. I don't know. Or or ten k at three minute pace. Oh yeah, that'd be good. That, that looks cool. Yeah. All right. Wednesday, I did ballpark tempo again. So again, this week I didn't like. My coach is still like, oh, don't go all out on sessions still just you know with my asthma just get it under control first and then see how it goes so this was 6.4 k's we did a bit of a different loop this time and yeah 353 pace for that felt really good (laughs) oh man that was mad voice crack i (laughs) apologize (laughs) and um yeah normal ballpark tempo Kind of boring. Someone, have the same session every week. Very loud. Is it mine? Yeah. Can, yeah, because I can hear it. So it's definitely not me. Yeah. All right. Is that good? No. No, it's not too bad. It's not that loud for me. All right. I swear my weeks must be so boring to the listeners. I did the same session. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, At least they can't see where you're running. If they could see. That it's just sand dunes on sand dunes. Mm-hmm. That'd bore them even more. <laughs> desert <Yeah>. on desert. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thursday, 6Ks at 4.56 pace. 
Yeah. And then Mate, another one. That's just killing me. Six point oh two, four fifty six pace, twenty nine forty four. Let's check the stats as well. Twenty two meters elevation gain, three eighty nine calories. Average power one hundred and seventy one. Even the shoes, the one eighties. Isaac, the just lemon. tell us he can run and you can't. <laughs> no, but I'd rather not run than run those digits. <laughs> All right. Then Friday, I basically did exactly the same run. <laughs> 02Ks at 5.04 pace, 30 minutes and 35 seconds. But then I followed that up with 5 by 30 second hills each at like 3.20 pace or something. So, yeah. Let me just, I just lost my week. Um, all right, yeah, so that was at Korean Open Space where I always run for my easy runs. So what is it called, Open Space? Korean Open Space. That's a weird name. That's not a weird name. Why is That's it called Open Space? What's the difference between that and a park? Open Space. What's the difference between that and a park or, you know? Well, Korean Park's a boring name. Don't diss the WA government, Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go kick the footy at the open space, Joel? We just say down at Kareen or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> but remember to wear long socks, otherwise you'll get sand in your boots. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did a 0.82 kilometre cool down after that. Yeah. Should have gone to 1K. All right. And then Saturday I did... A longie at Kings Park, as always, but this time we switched up a bit and went along the river. Running along the flat for a long run, I must I must say, it feels so different. I'm just used to going through Kings Park where it's a bit hilly and easy along the river. Had a nice playground pack break, mate. Yeah, we did. We stopped for like, I don't know, five to like at least five minutes at this playground <laughs> next to the river. And we just we just went on the flying fox. Yeah. <laughs> Do some chin-ups on the monkey bars, mate. I was mucking around. We, obviously, you know those spinny things? Like, we, yeah. you, like, sit on them, and then there's, like, this big, like, circle in the middle, which you, like, push. Oh, yeah. And then, like, it spins you all around. Mm. Yeah, we're just spinning around on that. It looks and like then, you take your long runs very seriously in that. Oh, no, this is one of the only... <laughs> one of the long runs we have. Hey, this is a speedy long run as well for you guys. That's, like, a yellow card, isn't it? Oh, no, long runs we have, and, like, we're a okay. yellow cards. You had a four eighteen second K, just randomly. Four eighteen second K. Yeah, look. Oh. Four forty nine, four eighteen, four forty two. Mate, that's like that a five week suspension. That's four eighteen. I'm telling you, coach, mate. Don't diss the Garmin. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Jolomon. <laughs> Coros is better than Garmin. I uh, actually, we'll get to that later. But never mind. Go on. Yeah, that was my week. Oh, yeah, so I didn't even mention how long my long run is. Uh, 16.26 Ks, 4.42 pace. Uh, We had eight minutes of elapsed time in total because of the playground break. And before, towards the end of the run, maybe like at 15 Ks, we passed like this speed camera thing, which has like a sign that shows your speed as you run past it. And we just like sprinted past it. I hit like 31 Ks an hour. Like in the office when uh, Michael Scott tries to run past as the car's going past, so he thinks he's run, like, 30 miles an hour. Oh, no, but, like, we actually, we actually waited. Like, this road, it doesn't have many cars that go. Oh, it does, but, like, yeah. What'd you get up to? 31 k's an hour. 
cap. Mate, yeah. I was riding in that pace on my bike, oh, and okay. I was flying. That's what it said. Were you going to downhill? Thank, are you kidding, Johnny? Well, that makes I it harder. Could run that. that makes it harder because you have to break, Carter. No, mate. Those oh. things like have a set amount of speeds that they can show, and they just rotate between ones. Thirty-one k for now. Nah. Yeah, I was like, jealous. Doesn't have some Mate, I was flying on my bike today and I looked down at my watch and it said 30 k's an hour. There is no I, chance we'll I was actually just jealous he doesn't have my natural speed. I was actually just uh, jealous he can kick his legs and he, yeah. <laughs> he has to pedal. <laughs> to pedal like a toddler. That, that his feet can't touch the ground. Yeah. And he's still not off training wheels yet, see. So. Hey, don't teach the 20 minute walks. Who knows? They work in wonders. You're definitely walking in Vaporfly next for sense to get through them. No, mate, just like the Asics casual shoes. Surely for one of your next walks, you just like go... Take photo. Really? Just like you wear like, I don't know, some elite singlet that you have. And you wear the Aerosmith half tights. You wear your Vaporfly, some sunnies. Uh, Maybe I should. Maybe I like turn up to the track on Thursday when... I go watch training or something and just like wear like the sweatiest stuff to piss off the boys. I wear gloves. I'll try and find my arm sleeves. I lost them. Put a bib number on. <laughs> put a bib number on. No, I'll put a bib number like over, on my singlet and then put the singlet over the top of like a hoodie. Oh, stop. And then put half tights over the top of trackies. <laughs> and then put next percents over casual shoes. That is genius. <laughs> Yeah, all right. So my week was, uh, let me see, uh, 59.8 kilometres in total. I really should have, that annoys me. should have been 60. I'm, catch, I'm catching you. Oh. Yeah. Back up. All right. Um, Very nice week. Take you through my, take you to my week. Um, Monday, uh, 7K, 4.30s, um, just around like Lionel Watts Park on the synthetic on the dog park and around on the streets. Um, captioned it very nice, like very nice track club. Um, Tuesday, I forgot my Garmin. That annoyed me so much. I wanted to drive home. I went, <laughs> I went like three k's from my house, like this, oh, a bit more than three k's, probably like six k's. Um, to, from my house, it's like a, it's a knife showground and, it's got like a 650 meter gravel circle and it's like the best place. But it was like, I ended up not running on the gravel. I ended up running on the road, which is like 800 meters, like the loop. Um, so I did 3k warm up at 507s and yeah, so I have to use my mum's Garmin for this, um, which is different to mine and I don't really like it cause it's like, yeah, the display screen's weird, but yeah. Um, then I titled my session Scariest Run of My Life. I was half a lap in on the inside of the fence where the gravel is and a rottweiler and two cattle dogs started chasing me and then sprint and then I sprinted and jumped the fence and continued the workout on the road. Um and for anyone who doesn't know, uh in twenty nineteen I got attacked by two cattle dogs and I had to have two surgeries. So yeah, that wasn't that's kind of scary when it happens again, but yeah, I don't know. That, yeah, that's, mate, dogs sometimes are so annoying. Like, yeah. if, especially if you know your dogs are like going to chase people and stuff, 
even if it is a no le- like a dog yeah. off leash park, still like you can't yeah. have them uh, off the leash if they're going to attack people. And I didn't want to rip my USA Aerosmith singlet. <laughs> Sorry, I had to be careful when no, I jumped. You could have just turned around, pointed at the singlet, and said, "Do you know who I am?" <laughs> they would have. They would have. The dogs would have turned around. Mate. I'm on the Sticks and Bones running podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm and a USA to be Olympic. fair, none of the US athletes are wearing that singlet other than the relay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't um, what's his name, Mason Frelick, wear it? No, no. I swear, I've seen a photo of him in it. To be honest, I like it more than the one they wore. Uh, no, it just looks like an inverted French flag. It looks like a bit joke tacky, mates, I don't know. Like some, like, you know what it reminds me of? Yeah. Colgate toothbrush. Yes, yeah, no, you're I just copying the taste production meme. <laughs> no, no, like, don't think oh, you're some okay, comedian, okay, 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 okay. I made this one up. I made this one up. It reminds me of a Pepsi Max can. Oh, Pepsi Max is like black. No, it's got the colours on the logo. The logo. Terrible call from you, Joel. I'm going to send you a photo of what I mean. Terrible call. Hold up, listeners, hold up. That is a terrible call. Look who I just had sent to the group chat then. No, it doesn't. That looks exactly. What do you mean? Like the Pepsi logo. Exactly. That's not even the same colours. Oh, give me a break. They're up. different colours. Dude, you're colourblind, Isaac. Yeah, right. yeah. Isaac, you're colourblind. You mate, heard the, it here first. The Pepsi, uh, <laughs> mate, the Isaac Pepsi is can is literally green. Blonde. What do you want? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to get on with my, what I did. So I ended up jumping the fence halfway through the tempo, but the session was two by eight minutes at 3.35 um, with three minutes jog rest. Um, in between, then after the final eight minute tempo, did three minutes jog, then five by thirty seconds off thirty seconds at two fifty five per k, and body felt good in the in the thirty second like um reps. I felt I don't know I felt bloody I felt like I don't know felt amazing <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then did two point four k cool down five oh sixes. Um, won't forget my watch next time. Um, Good man. The next day, which is Wednesday, I did 30 minutes, 4.44 per K, just around the synthetic oval, lots of laps with Will Keir. It was delightful. Um, six <laughs> weeks later. Who's the better, Will? Will Keir or Will McElinden? Ooh. But he's, I call him Keir and I call you Maka. So, the, in matter of fact, there's no wheels. Mm. <laughs> what about Will Atkinson? He's the only Will I call Will. <laughs> um. So then on, oh yeah, and then after that I rode with him on my bike. Um, I finished his run and I captioned it. You said it, not me, and I got six comments. Um, <laughs> by Kieran and Luke. Bye, McCutcheon. Um. Then the next day, which is August the 5th, which means that is a Thursday, um, I did ran with Bill Keir again. Um, that was the most painful run I've ever ran, like, honestly. Good. Like, Good. <laughs> thanks, Isaac. <laughs> so you still run at 4.42 pace. That's a yellow card right there, man. Oh, Should be a red card. So, the conditions. <laughs> I I was dehydrated out of my mind. My head was spinning. What? It was probably like twenty degrees. 
No, but I hadn't been in like two days, I swear. Wait, when was I last? Yeah, I was like... you took running seriously, buddy. Remember when I got second at regionals like a few months ago? Chug. I felt so dehydrated at regionals during my race. I felt that exact same feeling again. It was kind of scary. That's because you Um, didn't drink for two days. Yeah, and I didn't eat dinner the night... So I ran at 10.26 a.m., and I didn't eat dinner the night before, and then... Why? Because I was watching the Olympics, and... I just was in my bed and I was too lazy to move out and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to skip. What eats to your door, to your window? No, I would. Okay, I would have had to um, open, like, break my window to get it. Um, (laughs) Then why didn't you eat breakfast? This is a good reason because school started. School starts at nine. Online school. I woke up at eight fifty-eight. Logged on. And then just didn't have time, and then went ran ran. Surely just turn your camera and microphone off for a second. Run to the kitchen, grab like a banana or some toast or something, then bring it back to the. Once yeah. again, I was too lazy to leave my bed. But <laughs> yeah, you had. Basically, Joel's reasons are laziness. <laughs> <laughs> that was just that day. So for the, the listeners, if you're not, like, if you've never seen Joel before, he's actually obese. Um, <laughs> not sure if you knew that. Following he has to like run with like like on Instagram. <laughs> he has like support like your ankle braces and knee braces and yeah. stuff like that. You know, I actually run with like a sweatband on my forehead um, and on his wrists and on my wrist. And so that was yeah, that was the hardest run. It was forty minutes at four forty twos, eight point five k. And then Wilkie, because I was like dying. Wilkie gave me an Anzac biscuit mid running. It gave me what? a bit more. Tea. Why did he have an Anzac biscuit? <laughs> I don't know. It was like a wagon car, and he like pulled it out of the back of his wagon. What? <laughs> <laughs> why, are you, Joel? Why are you eating food from vans? Uh, why are you just taking food from random strangers, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then afterwards, um, I had to do strides, and that was even more painful. Um, eight by twenty second strides, and yeah, I just. Didn't even care about pace. I just wanted to get through. This old couple complimented me, saying I looked terrific when I was running. Ooh, so thank you to that old couple. Pull on. Uh, <laughs> rested Saturday. Oh, yeah. And then I got needling that night, and they gave me the most needling I've ever gotten, and oh, I could not walk that night. And the next day was still painful, but not as bad as the night. But I literally could not walk that night. Yeah, it was so much needling. And then rest, so I had to rest Saturday. And then I did my session on Sunday, which I was meant to do on Saturday, because uh, you know, yeah, I did my session on Sunday because I rested Sunday. Yeah. Let um, me guess why you rested. Too lazy. No. Needling. Because she said if I ran, I have like a risk of tearing my car. Because I don't know. Um, Sunday warm up, sixteen minutes, three point four k at four forty sixes. Um, then it was a, I don't know, I forgot why I did this session so late. Probably because I was lazy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I did it, I did it at seven o'clock at night. What? Um, <laughs> this guy. And yeah, oh yeah, I don't know, mate, because I went surfing with my friends all day, that's why. I wasn't lazy, I was actually active. <laughs> um, so I did Wait, four hours of surfing with your friends. Friend, sorry, plural. Um, not in the middle not, of a lockdown. Wait, I'm allowed to exercise with one friend. Friend? <laughs> no, the beach is good, good water, you know. Yeah. Salt kills and the germs. Did he, did he know that you can't catch COVID-19 in salt water, so? 
Actually, concrete. yeah, you can't. True. Like, how would it actually spread? Like in the water, like at the exactly. beach, surely you can't. Exactly. So the fresh air, it. the wind, and you guys don't have a limit, so it's all good. Yeah, yeah, so four hours of surf before The rule this. isn't good, but, like, you're you're following the rules, so... Yeah, four hours of surf before this, and was very tired. Um, yeah, and then we had a Macca's drive-thru on the way home, and I got some chips, and uh, they didn't set well before the session, but that's all right. Um, 20 minutes of... This is probably, like, my worst week of training in my life, to be honest. I felt bad in every run. <laughs> um, happens in lockdown, this, you just get lazy. <laughs> Today, my session, I felt like unbelievably good, but so probably it was just a really bad week, but everyone has a bad week. Um, 20 minutes of one minute hard, one minute easy, first small anaerobic workout in like a very long time. I haven't even think since nationals, I'm not even sure, but yeah, I really felt it and three tens felt a lot, or three minute pace felt a lot harder than they used to be, Phil. But that's alright. Um, yeah, that's my, Week it was uh fifty seven point two k, um so I'm actually look how perfect my graph is I'm increasing it by three k each week so perfect mm. that ten percent will yeah but um but you take look at the you know all the weeks before that yeah the lunar park before. yeah um yeah so that's kind of three weeks of consistent training so uh hopefully mm. this week will be a good one and yeah um. Let's get on to some running oh, yeah. results. The Olympics. So, this, is, this is the exclusive Olympic episode that we've been hyping up all week. It's not really exclusive because anyone can access it. I know. I get it. <laughs> yeah, true. It's one of a kind. We all go easy on him. His English skills aren't amazing, as we already know from past don't, episodes. Don't, don't <laughs> all right. So this week we're just going to be talking about the Olympics. We're not going to be going through. Other results, because really there weren't other results, because the best of the best were at the Olympics. So, um, last episode we went wait, through the first wait, few days. What about the Craig Engels? Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Craig. <laughs> joking, joking. He didn't even win, did he? Continue, Isaac. No. Um, but yeah, last week we went through the first few days of the Olympics. We'll just quickly recap them again. So, on the first day of track and field, there were just some heats, and then the men's 10k final which was won by Solomon Brega. Um Second was Chepchagai, and third was Kiplimo. And then on Saturday, um, there was the Women's 100 final, which was won by Elaine Thompson. Um, and then just some more heats, um, including the Men's 800 heats, which Peter Ball won. And also, I forgot, on Friday was had the Women's 800 heats, um, which saw Kat Bissett compete. Um, she wasn't able to make it through, sadly, but she still ran very good and had a good season. On Sunday, um, there was the Men's 400 semi. Um, so that's obviously one of the talking points of the Olympics. That was a huge event. Um, and the Men's 100 final, which was won by Jacobs from Italy. So that, that was a bit of a surprise. Shocked the world, but that was a very impressive run from him. And um, then on Monday, we saw the men's steeplechase final, and that was won by Elbakali, who is the GOAT. He's a legend. Um, he's been so close for so long, so it was good to see him finally get a gold. Um, and then also the women's 5K final, which was won by Stefan Hassan, who that was her first gold medal of the champs. Um, she would go on to win two more medals, which we will talk about 
in a second. So we're up to date. Um, and now we will talk about starting from Tuesday night. So wait, wait hold on. Everyone pose for the Instagram story real quick. <laughs> okay, continue. Isaac. <laughs> um, so on Tuesday, we will start from the, um, we talked about the heats last week for the 1500. So sadly, Jay did not make it through, but Ollie Hoare and Stuart McSwain both made it through to the semi-final. Um, so, and then we had the men's 400 hurdles final, which I don't know if we talked about this last week, so we'll talk about it today. But that was arguably the greatest track and field race competition of all time. That race saw two men destroy the previous world record and third place go under the world record from the start of the year. So Carson Warholm won that in like 45.9, breaking his previous world record by 0.7 seconds, which is insane. Ryan Benjamin went 46.1 and broke it by a huge amount as well. And then um, third was Dos Santos from Brazil, who ran like 47 or 46.72, which was like equal to the old world record, I think. So insane running by those three men, and yeah, arguably the greatest event of all time. So yeah, we're up to that. And Will and Joel, do you want to take us through the men's 1500-meter – oh, sorry, no, I've skipped a day or two there. Do you want to take us through the men's 5K heats, which took place on Tuesday night, and the women's 800 final? Yeah, all right. Did I'll you take you to the um, uh, – Actually, never mind. That was, yes, that was the day before. I'll take you through the 5K heats. So uh, most of the favorites got through um, – uh, Morgan McDonald was the only the the Aussie that oh was, we had two Aussies in it because Pat Tiernan pulled out um, Morgan McDonald and Dave McNeil but Pat, uh, Morgan McDonald was the first guy to miss out on the final which is a bit of a shame but he fair to say he's the overwhelming fan favourite yeah and he had a, still had a great race um, Guatemala's what's his name again oh God uh, Luis Grajalva yeah he uh. Scraped through, out-kicking Morgan. Um, he also had a stellar run in the final, but we'll get to that. Um, all the yeah, favourites got words through. Me, Thanks. <laughs> he, he had a, all the favourites got through. Chapter Guy, Kiplimo, Mohamed, uh, who else? Uh, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Mo Kittier. <laughs> <laughs> For the listeners that just Isaac was hinting to me by actions what who Moketeer is and pointed to his veins, but anyway, um, who else has got through? Uh, what's that USA guy? Paul Chalimo. Um, what do you think? What's that USA guy? <laughs> oh yeah, Paul Chalimo. Yeah. What do you think? Hey, Grant Fisher. Yeah, all the favourites got through, which is good to see. Bit of a shame about Morgan McDonald though. Um, and Dave McNeil, but still had great runs in the heat. Dave McNeil, like, ran really well. Yeah. I thought did. he was going to get dropped on that last lap, and he was right there to, like, the last 50 metres. Yeah. His 1500 form coming through. Mm. All right. Do you want to talk about the 800, women's 800 final? Yeah. All right. Wait, did we mention the 1500 metre heats? Or yeah. Not? We talked okay. about them last week in depth. Oh, yeah, we did, didn't we? All right. Mm. Women's 800 metre, as everyone expected, um, Athing Mo, she won. 
in a time of 155.21, taking out the gold. Upping Mo is only 19 years old, and she was followed by another 19-year-old, Kelly Hodgkinson, who ran one, in, who completed the 800 meter sure in 155.88. Pretty sure she's 18, actually. No, they're both 19. Oh, I must have recently turned 19 then. Yeah. And then Raven Rogers snuck right through. On, she was like, where was she? Like seven was, or something? Yeah. With like 100 metres to go. And then she just worked her way up the whole field. And it wasn't a tightly bunched pack. Like, yeah. She made up a lot of ground. And I, I, almost, scored, I almost got um, 100% in my bet, like predictions. <laughs> I, I betted... Um, a thing more for the win. Kelly Hodgkinson second, and Gemma Reiki third. And Gemma Reiki got <laughs> Raven Rogers literally went past her in the last ten meters. That was like the most upsetting thing for me. Even though it was like a bronze down there. I, I, I wish, think, yeah, you. Right. I wish Gemma Reiki she deserved the bronze, but anyway, I mean, technically she didn't. Raven Rogers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, she was in a track club, right? What? Yeah. Yeah. So. I think yeah. Mo looked so comfortable. Like, I don't know. She looks like Every she's jogging. Feature, like. Yeah. In every race, she just looks like she's jogging. I know. Crazy. Can't even imagine when she's, like, 26, what she's doing. Like, oh, like, she'll get the world record in her career. Like, unless she, yeah. unless she gets severely injured. But Yeah. I and think. 400 metres speed, she just needs, like, even a bit more strength. And she'll, yeah, she has her speed, so... Yeah. yeah, we can talk about the speed later in the week with the um, yeah, relays. Mm. Alrighty, um, Wednesday. Wednesday saw the women's 1500 metre semi-finals, the women's steeplechase final, and the men's 800 and 200 final. We'll take us through them. Uh, Back, I want to do the women's... Uh, yeah, I'm just getting up the day. Right. So we had two Aussies in action there, Lyndon Hull and Jess Hull. Um, oh, yeah, you got they went pretty well, both of them qualifying um, for the final, which is huge to have two yeah. Aussie women in the final to the 1500, and then the yeah. two men would later make the men's as well. So it's Je- a lot about Aussie running at the moment. Je- Jess Hull is probably like the smartest tactician racer. Um, like. Yes, one of the smartest tactician races I've ever seen. Like, such strong running and always, like, putting herself in the top three. She just needs to get, like, a final pick like that. In that last 150, she needs to mm. kick, and then she'll be one of the best runners in the world. Just doesn't have that top-end speed. Yeah. Like, um, the fact that she got the national record in the semis just shows that, you know, if the, like, in a paced race, she could... Yeah. She could mm-hmm. run quite fast. And she was running, like, la- like lane two almost. Like, yeah. she was on the shoulder of some of the runners there. And um, Is that the race at Safar and Hassan? Uh, uh, let me oh. check. She didn't trip in that one, no. In the heats? That was the heats, not the semi. Okay. Yeah, Safar and Hassan wasn't in Jess Hull's semi. It was yeah. one by Kip on that semi. Oh, yeah, with yeah. the kick right. as well. We'll go yeah. through the women's steeplechase final now. So, do either of you follow that closely? Uh, yeah, you take yeah. a shoulder you're a steeplechaser. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, is this the heats or the final? Final, mate. The final. Oh, okay. Poor Jen Lucas on the last. Oh, yeah, actually, I actually remember that race. Um, oh, who won it though? Oh, yeah, Uganda. Um, 
Jen has on the last steep water jump, uh, tore Achilles and Ruptured. now ruptured. And mm. now she's going to have two surgeries on both her Achilles, which will take her out for a while. So that'll be interesting. But yeah, uh, it was, the race was won by Eugenia. Chemitai. 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 And, but, um, strong running from Courtney Freerich from Bowman Track Club USA. Um, she, she, with like a few laps to go, she just took like the two, lead. Two and a half. Yeah. Took the lead, made it, made it an honest race, like it should have been. And she was, she had a convincing lead, but ended up getting mm. run down in the final lap by Uganda. Mm. So Uganda first. She um, got run down by the whole of Uganda. USA. USA whole. whole population. USA second and who got third? Do you remember? Uh, Kiyang from Kenya. Yeah, Miguel K. Yang. <laughs> Emma Coban with the DQ, and also, like, she was, like, last across the line anyway, mm. like, not including Jen, so... struggling. Not, not sure what happened there. She was looked, like, in good form in the heats and the semis, but, I mean, just in the heats and, like, the previous races at Diamond Leagues and stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, interesting race. What other races, Isaac? Um, that night I had the men's 800 final, um, which we'll talk about. So, Isaac? Yeah. Um, I'll take us through it because obviously I'm from Victoria and so is Peter Ball. Uh, Peter Ball. Um, so, <laughs> in the final of the 800 metres, Peter Ball was going in as kind of an underdog but kind of a favourite because coming into the champs, I don't think many like outsiders from like outside of Australia would have thought that he'd be a chance. Um, but I think us Aussies, after seeing him perform so well in the domestic season, knew that. He could definitely be a chance because he just got the ability to win races. So so consistent. Yeah, very consistent. Knows how to win, and he went for it in the final. Um, as he did in the semi-final, and he he took it on at the bell. Um, the pace wasn't as hot as it probably should have been, like for him. Like he would have done better if it was quicker. But the first lap was 53 seconds, so probably a bit slow for him. Two seconds slower than the first laps of his heats. Um, well, was that yeah. a big split? It was, yeah, negative or even split. So he ended up, he ran really well. Like he led basically for like 750 metres and just in that last 50 metres, um, it showed like, you know, obviously when you lead the whole way, it's going to make it pretty hard. <laughs> it's going to make it pretty hard for you to take the win, but he fought val- valiantly and yeah, came fourth, which, you know, I'm sure he said that he was Inspired. Like, like he was a bit disappointed. Um, like obviously he would have liked to get the win, but he definitely inspired the whole of Australia and had the whole of Australia behind him. So it was pretty cool to watch. Like at school, everyone was talking about it, and you know, no one talks about running at school. So it's pretty awesome to see him <laughs> getting behind him. Um, and yeah, really good effort from Pete to, to think he, you know, only just qualified for the Olympics to then coming fourth in the final, like, that's insane. So definitely, like, the track performance of the championships by an Aussie. Um, so, yeah, really well done to Pete Bowl. And uh, look, looking forward to seeing him next time at Princess Park. Definitely going to try and run with him a few more times of training. That'd be, that'd be fun. Um, but, yeah, on to... Oh, I have two Oops. things to say about um, the impact of Peter Bowl in these um, Olympics. 3.05 million people mm. watched that 800 meter final, which is insane. Like, 
running, like, how many people would be on those athletics exclusive streams watching those? We get, like, how many? maybe. Yeah. The most. Nothing. And, like, athletic, you know, athletics doesn't get that. And the fact that everyone was rallying behind Peter Ball, you know, it's really cool. Yeah. And and another thing, uh, I think, I don't know for what subject it was, but we did, like, a Kahoot in school, like, two days later, one of our classes, (laughs) <laughs> and someone made their name Peter Bowl, <laughs> and the teacher was just like, "Oh, what an inspiration that man was." Yeah, it was so funny that day at school. Every, like, I remember I was in the um, I was in the we were like had PE, we had a substitute, so I don't think the teacher like really knew that I run ran. Um, but he he's like, "Oh," he was walking around while we were in the gym, and he's like, "Oh, so you boys gonna watch uh, Peter Bowl tonight?" And was talk, he was talking to me and my mate who's a national sprinter, so obviously he follows us. And like he asked us that, and he's like, "Oh, it's pretty, pretty awesome, hey? Like, pretty good for an Aussie." And like, it was just funny, like how he was talking about it, and like he just didn't know that we actually like followed the sport. And like, it was just pretty cool, you know, to see yeah. like other people yeah. getting involved in it and getting into it. Yeah, we just need to hold on to this hype for after. Yeah, it's not gonna last. We've got a better chance though, because there's only three years between these Olympics and Paris. You know, true. Not the usual and form. we've got Com Games next year as well. So Com Games, yeah, I'll just get around Com Games because we usually got, do better there. Yeah, we've got Com Games next year. World, world outdoor world champs, indoor and world champs in Australia. Oh, um, I don't know if World Cross is going to go ahead. Yeah, in Australia. I can't see the government allowing that, especially yeah. with New South Wales cooking it. Once like I have to move it down to Victoria. Move it to Perth. Mate, <laughs> mate, they're gonna kill the European athletes if they put it in the desert. <laughs> Wait, That's the whole quick, point. quick question, Isaac. If any of the listeners that are wondering, um, Isaac just commented on my run from July thirty first. First ever run on Joel Strava. How did you get to that? I just while well, you were going through your week, I was just scrolling, <laughs> scrolling. <laughs> How? I ran a 5.15, meters. That would have been, like, my PB back. <laughs> it's a Wednesday. I worked it out. It's a Wednesday, so it was during my session. <laughs> Thanks, Isaac, for that. No worries. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> back to the Olympics. So we're up to Thursday. Um, the only fi- they had the men's 1.500 semis, but the only final was the men's 400. So um, the semis just saw both... Ollie and Stewie advanced through to the final. Stewie ran pretty boldly, um, took the pace out pretty hard to make sure he got in because his kick isn't amazing. But they both got through. And then there was the men's 400 final, which was a, yeah one of the biggest events of the champs. Everyone was looking forward to seeing Van Niekerk go back at it, especially against like the new generation, against like Michael Norman and co. Um, but... Van Niekerk just didn't have it, and um, the Bahamas athlete Gardner didn't have it in the semis, really. <laughs> well, yeah, he didn't, yeah, exactly. He didn't even make it to the cousin. Um, cousin Steve Solomon out sprinted him. Yeah, <laughs> um, Gardner <laughs> took the win in that final. Um, so it was disappointing, like not to see Van Niekerk at his best. Like not even to make the final was pretty disappointing. But to be fair, he had the probably the most stacked semi-final though. Um, yeah. But yeah, like it was pretty disappointing to see him like not at full fitness. He's obviously gone through a lot in the last few years, but it was still a pretty good effort from him, um, considering what he's gone through to get to back to the Olympics. Um, but yeah, 
Gardner was just too good. And he, yeah, he's just a good dude. So like modest and humble and some funny post race photos, just him chilling, like, like nothing had happened. But yeah, on to Friday. Um, the men's 5k finals. Oh, we, we missed, um, Ash Maloney's, um, 1500. Oh, yes. Yeah, Macca, take us through Ash Maloney's Cedric Dugla. So basically, for all you listeners, there's an event called the Decathlon, which we only know about. Like it's like something foreign thing. (laughs) (laughs) They are weed species. But basically, athletes do 10 events. Really? For each event. And Joel can't even count that high. Yeah. <laughs> has the highest score after the ten events wins. Basically, the based off he had the world records or something. Nine seconds behind Scantling, and he ran. It came down to the final event, the fifteen hundred. Maloney ran four thirty nine point one nine, and Scantling ran four thirty five point five four. So Maloney secured the bronze medal. Ooh, Very cool. And Dubla, the other Australian, was cheering Maloney on. He was a pacemaker. Pace he sacrificed his own run for Maloney too. Because he was injured going into the games yeah. and, like, he had to prove fitness. And I think that the main reason he still went ahead and competed was to be there for Ash because they're training partners. So, yeah, he was there basically to just be like an Ash Maloney support crew out there on the track. Mm, cheer him along. Mm. Very inside, inspiring to watch. Inside gossip from Isaac's decathlon knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I, I'm just saying, I'm an OG Cedric Dubois fan. Back when he had the vlogs, like, leading into Rio, as well. I used to, like, watch his vlogs all the time. And, like, he actually commented on my post on my one of my Instagram posts after Nationals this year he commented a fire emoji. So Australian sporting icon, me and him. Did you wait, did you guys did you guys say like all the Australian athletes got verified on the screen? Fair enough. Did they? Yeah. So like like Jai Edwards who was like like one K followers is verified. Follows me. Ed Trippers to like eight hundred followers is verified so it's quite funny. <laughs> All right. yeah, on to Friday. So the first event of the night was the men's 5K final, or the first final of the night. So, Joel, you want to take us through the men's 5K final? Let me just remember who won. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so great stack field for the final with the likes of Mo Katir, Chapter Guy, Portolimo, Mohamed, Kiplimo, who else is there, Isaac? Come on, feed me names. Um, Lewis Gravolta. Grahalva, mate. Grahalva. There is no Kameli. Uh, here. <laughs> Justin Knight. Justin Knight, oh yeah. Um, he is, uh, drugs war off. Um, what? What? Did I say something? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, oh uh, yeah, so it was actually a great race. We'd like, we'll skip a few laps in and then with, um, it was actually turned out to be a pretty fast race after the first few laps. And, um, so it was an Olympic record. Um, with, with one lap to go, there was, uh, five athletes in the mix. And then, Roughly. 
And then with 200 metres to go, one of them got dropped. So with like 150 to go, it was um, Joshua Chepigai from Uganda, Jacob Kiplima from Uganda, Mo Ahmed from Canada, and Uchalino from USA. Um, Millie. Um, yeah, so Chepigai ended up taking the win, and I think it was like 12.57. Am I right, Maka? 58. 58. Uh, Thanks, Michael. And um, Mo Ahmed, probably the race of his life, getting a a silver, representing Bauman Strong. That's Bauman with two silvers. That's pretty cool. The Commonwealth Um, going strong. Those two were one, two at the Com Games in the 510K. Oh, yeah. Now they're back out of the Olympics. Um, And then who got third? Paul Chalimo. Which another medal for him was well, actually kind of surprised that Kiplimo kind of gave up with a hundred to go, which I was surprised about. Um, but yeah, that was another phenomenal performance, and I'm particularly surprised about um, Mo Ahmed from Canada because I thought that bronze at the World Champs in 2019 was a bit of a fluke, and then to get a silver at the Olympics, that's no fluke. No, mate, he's a beast. Like he ran 12:47 in a time trial. Like, yeah, I didn't realise how good he was. Middle of COVID last year. Is it the burritos or is it just he's good? You're I reckon he's good. good. I reckon he's he's You look at him and he's had that steady progression. Yeah. Like it's not like Shelby. Oh, I don't have to Shelby. It's not like Mocatier. Um So yeah, what else, Isaac? The also, next event that night was the women's fifteen hundred meter final. Maka, wanna take us through that one? So, it, going into the race, most people, like I knew, I, well, let's say, we had two Aussies in the race, um, Lyndon Hall, Jess Hull, both ran pretty well, uh, pretty decently. Lyndon Hall came sixth and Jess Hull came 11th. Um, but for the podium, most of my mates were talking about, oh yeah, Sifan Hassan's got this in the bag, she's got the kick. And like, yeah, but keep the egg on one. Just, no, pretty good race, Olympic record. I was actually surprised. Like, yeah. to find get let her have it. like by leading, just yeah. acting as a pacemaker, like the same as what Bowl did. You're acting as a pace for the others. Yeah. So, if you can front run and win, like that's pretty impressive. Like you'd have to be a class above. Which her son's pretty elite, but she hadn't she lost to Kipiago on like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. In it, was a, it was a rematch. Yeah. It was a rematch of the. Diamond League and it played mm. out the same way. But yeah, so, keep going on. Her kick is lethal. It is. But and mm. the good thing about this race is like and also with the other fifteen hundred race later on, the men's um it wasn't like slow and tactical, you know. Actually it was fast and still had like that. Are you calling kick. the men's slow and tactical? No, no, I was saying, like, <laughs> I was saying the men's was also fast. Like, like, this guy. The disrespect. When you, you, you could run Macca, 325. No, no, I, I legit just said that the men's <laughs> was also fast. Like, <laughs> all right, buddy, all right. I'm, refer- I'm referencing Rio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that was not <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, it's good to see some fast finals. Hmm. The next two events were the four by one finals, women's and men's. So the women's was owned by the Jamaicans. They went one, two, three in the one hundred final. So it was like they were the overwhelming favourites for that. So they took the win pretty comfortably. And then the men's 
I think people thought like China and Japan would be a chance, but I'm pretty sure Japan dropped the baton and China just didn't have it. And the Americans didn't even make the final, so they were out of it. But the Italians continued their insane run, um, winning a gold in the high jump and 100 metres and then winning a gold in the 4 by 100 metre final. So very impressive from the Italians. Tortu anchored them and just mowed down the British um, team who were definitely going in as one of the favourites, but probably not the favourites to win. Um, but, yeah, Italy got the win. Um, it's coming Rome. It's yeah, that's what I was every, saying. All everything was episodes, going Rome. All those episodes ago on the, when we interviewed Tom DeCanto. Um, <laughs> it's coming Rome. Everything's going wrong. I was right. Now, on to the last day of track action at the Olympic Games. Started off at 8 a.m. with the women's marathon. Obviously, that's road action, not track, but that was pretty It actually impressive. started at 7 a.m., though. Oh, sorry. Yep, it did. They Got changed it the night before to 7 a.m. After so the old times. Which is 5 a.m. WA time. Poor mm. yeah. Different world. But, um, yeah, the women's marathon was very impressive. Um, up front, you had... Um, the two Kenyans, um, who went one, two, and then Molly Saito from the US, who hung in there and really was like pushing the pace, like challenging everyone else in that lead pack. She hung in there and got the bronze, which was awesome to see. She's a bit of a fan favorite, got some good like tweets and Instagram posts, um, that keep the running community interesting and got some, um, she's done a, Recently did a workout with Sweat Elite, so gave everyone insiders to how fit she was coming into the games, and like it was a pretty good workout. But she, I, don't, I don't reckon, don't reckon she was showing all her cards there because she brought it out on race day to get the bronze medal, which was huge. And then the Aussies had the races of their lives, all finishing in like the top thirty. Sinead Diver, who has given me a free pair of shoes. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'd just like to mention that she finished 10th, so all the Aussies started pretty far back and just picked off all the stragglers in the Tokyo heat. And yeah, Sinead came, <laughs> Sinead came 10th and Ellie Pashley, I think she was 23rd, was it? Yeah, right. yeah. And then and Lisa then White, Waitman was like 26th. 27th. 27th, yeah. So really impressive from the Only country with three in the top 30. Yeah. They, a lot of countries didn't even have like all the athletes finished. Like people were struggling and, yeah. The Aussies had been up training in Cairns, um, I'm pretty sure it was Cairns, um, doing like heat training for a couple of months now. So they were definitely well prepared and all ran pretty well. So that was good to see. Um, I was just annoyed with that race. I set my alarm for six, which is when mm-hmm. the race was meant to start. It's like, okay. Even if I'd woken, slept through the alarm, I only would have. So I slept through the alarm then to 6.40, and there was only like half an hour of the race left. Oh, good one, mate. Yeah. Uh, I got pushed forward. I, was, I had the latest night the night before watching the finals, and I was, I was like, oh, yeah, my body naturally wakes up at that time. I ended up waking at 10.30. Oh, my. <laughs> so I missed the race. Oh, well, we've all done it. Um, later that night, um, for the last night of action on the track, the women's 10K kicks it off, so... Sifan Hassan was going back at it to try and win another medal on the track, and she didn't disappoint. She took the gold. Um, I'm pretty sure Sagai was – she was second, wasn't she? Oh, no, sorry. Sagai came third, and an athlete from – was it Bahrain? Sagai? What do you want, guys? G'day. 
Yeah, you I'll get into Ethiopian. I'll get into Ethiopian. You can put Ethiopian pronunciation. That's good. You butchered that. I got no, I mixed up the two oh Ethiopians. So guys, the five k runner. <laughs> and Gide, yeah, so Gide came third, and I'm pretty sure Next second Gide's was from. I'm pretty sure second was from Bahrain. Yeah, um, Gaza Hegney. She had an amazing race, and I'd never heard of her or seen her in my life. Yeah. Well, I watch a lot of athletics. Bahrain. So she, I don't know where she's been, but she, yeah, ran really well and came second. So that was a huge run. Hassan Quick. completing the triple, yeah. got two golds and a bronze. So three medals in the Olympics on the track is pretty insane. So I reckon, I reckon she should have done the, um, the five ten marathon triple. That's more impressive, I reckon. <laughs> no, the marathon, the morning of the ten k final. What are you on, yeah. buddy? Yeah, it's fifty two k in the morning. Nothing. Fifty two. Fifty two. Fifty two. In the morning. Joel, how fast is the marathon? Oh, you said the ten k finals as well. Yeah, fifty two in the morning. Ten <laughs> k finals as well. Yeah, that was at night, buddy. Settle down. Um, <laughs> in the field events, uh, let's just say, an Aussie came second, Nicola McDermott, mm, in the high jump. Very impressive. That's cool. Yeah. I want to see what's in that note. That was, yeah, that was pretty cool. Like, after every jump, she'd go back and write notes. Um, I've actually decided that I'm going to do that next track season. After every lap, I'm going to stop and write <laughs> notes. <laughs> Draw some pictures of what's going on in the race. Come through with that 18-minute 3K. <laughs> Run a 50-second lap, then stop and write notes. What are you, what are you, what are you guys' thoughts on the, the, like the new Olympic uh, aerospace like, gear from Nike like compared to the 2016 ones? Oh, Eris was way better for sure. So no, like, like which like um, the tights and stuff. Oh, like the whole singlets and yeah, like team uniform. Yeah, yeah, the this uniform. so plain. Just yeah, look, besides besides Kenya and USA, all the un- other countries, including Canada, Uganda, and all them, they all look like pajama, like stripes. They're the models. exact same design, just different color. I know. That was so Ken- boring. Kenya Rio was better. USA was the only one they made up unique. Did you see the um the Australian? <laughs> They actually look so breathable. Did you see, like, mm. in the sunlight, yeah. the holes yeah. in them? Yeah. Yeah, actually, they look nice. They are missing out on a big opportunity by not selling those singlets, or at mm. least replicas, because yeah. they, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Um, later that night was the men's 1,500-meter final. Probably, like, the blue ribbon, blue ribbon event for distance running on the track. Um, and... It was an interesting race. Um, early on, we saw, as usual, Stewie and Jakob both off to slow starts off the line, pretty slow straight out the back. But then they just they went for it. They sprinted around the pack, and it looked like Stewie was going to like take the lead. But then I'm pretty sure Jakob, yeah, Jakob ended up taking the lead. Yeah, but Jakob checked where Stewie was around the bend. I just just check where he was. He was helping him, mate. They, yeah. Those two team tactics. They're mates. They're mates. Um, but yeah, Jakob took them through like fifty-six one through the belt, which was quick. But it didn't look it like they were all just yeah. Like, that, the field is such high level that they were just all still there, so it didn't look like a diamond league where it's like strung out. So mm. yeah, they were there. Um, so they went through fifty-six, and then Ch- Chariot took the lead from Jakob, 
and just kept the foot on the gas. In fact, he picked it up. They had a 55-second lap, so they went through 800 in 151. At that point, it was just like the Diamond Leagues. It was Cherry, Ingebrigtsen, and McSwain. Um, Oli Hoare a bit further back in the pack with, like, Cole Hocker and Josh Kerr. Um, Waitman was up there in fourth um, from the UK, but he started to fade back. And then at the bell, um, they got the bell, like, in mid to low 230s, and Stewie just, you could see that he was fatigued from the heats yeah. and semifinals in at the bell, you could see he started to fade. and Yeah. As he got past down the back straight, you knew that he was just not going to be able to started. outlast the others for the medal. Got so beaten by Hocker. Disappointing. Um, but he, like, considering how far he's come, like, in the last few years, it's pretty insane. And he's still, like, one of the best 1,500-meter runners in the world. Like, he came seventh in the Olympics. Like, that's pretty insane. Yeah. Like, yeah. especially for an Aussie, like, but to be able to is, compete with those guys. He, the thing is, I'm sure he could have got better than seventh, but the thing that I like about him, he was going for the gold and nothing else. So, yeah, he, yeah, he like, left it all on the line where mm. he, he wasn't going for the fourth place. He was going for gold. He was racing for gold, yeah. yeah. So that was, like, all the Aussies did that. They had that, like, yeah. mindset, like, Rowan Browning, Pete Bowl. Like, they all just had that mindset of going for it and, like, trying to win. So... Next Olympics is going to be huge for the Aussies, but um, on the start line he did he did look like already worn out, like he was he really ready. So nervous. Well, he, I think that his past races were like quite fast, and yeah. I mean, this I was discussing this. He needs to like take he needed to take out those heats and semis fast in yeah. order to go to the next round. Otherwise, he would have been out kicked. Yeah, it does so, end up. So then he wore. So yes, he like. He qualified through each round by taking out fast, but he kept on fatiguing himself quite mm. a bit. That is true. So then by the time he comes to the final, if he was fresh, completely fresh in that race, I reckon he could have meddled. Yeah, oh, yeah for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like every other Diamond League gets top three. Yeah. yeah. Just when it matters the most, he gets seventh. That's all right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Back, Did back we actually the mention top. the official podium? Yeah, yeah back yeah. in the 1500 final. Um, Chariot. Chariot, outkicked by Inga Britson in the straight. Jakob, the people's champion, proved the easy Olympic champion. He could have gone three twenty-seven. Mate, he's going to break the world record in like a couple of oh, years. Gert Ingebrigtsen has mastered it. He's cracked the code. Took him a few times. Henrik and Philip were close, but now he's got the Olympic champion in Jakob. Have you seen how good those Scandinavians have gotten? Though? Like, what was that guy? Fifteen-year-old ran like eight twelve. Yeah. That guy, yeah, yeah and that guy who's like sponsored by Nike. He looks like he's like eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, and they have like a fifteen, uh, a fifteen-year-old in their squad who runs like a fifteen twenty-five k, which is crazy. It's insane. Yeah, but um, oh, not fifteen, thirteen-year-olds. Yeah, fifteen. Yeah. That's not that good. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. no, no, that's not like world stage, mate. That is a world. You're like three track high schools coach. Four twenty isn't that good for the mile. <laughs> mate, they call me Sean Brosnan. Um, anyway, Jakob took the win. Chariot hung on for the silver, and then the fan favourite from representing the Sit and Kick podcast, Josh Kerr, took bronze the bronze medal with storming home. He had the fastest last lap out of anyone. So I did not expect that. Josh, mate, I was saying that the whole time. You can look back, yeah, in group chats and stuff, and I was saying 
Kerr is going to medal. That 146-800 that he ran at training was just – couldn't look past that. So. I didn't even expect him to make the final after the little – Oh, yeah, after he got the small – I reckon he was just, like, jet-lagged and might have had, like, the COVID vaccine too close to racing or something because yeah. he did look sluggish, but he, that final was just something else. So He, he doesn't look like a 1500 runner, though. Like, it looks He's like huge. Eight. Yeah. For him, I did not expect him to make the final, let alone medal. I thought if he if he had any chance of meddling, it would have come down to a sitting kick, like his podcast. But <laughs> to run three twenty nine oh five, that man is an absolute king. Like, I've he, been saying he, it this whole time. He's he a beast. Is the definition of a silverback gorilla. Sorry, he is the guy. definition of the Brooks beast. He yeah, Josh Josh Chaptergun loves that celebration. <laughs> Sam is starting line he does this. Yeah. And every post is hashtag silverback. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I watched gorilla videos for like an hour after the first time. What? <laughs> <laughs> Gorillas are so sick, I like when they fight each other. Anyway. Joe wishes he was as buff as a gorilla. Anyway, we'll move on to the Men's marathon final, which was yeah, we can skip the last four hundred. Yeah, skip uh, we've been recording for a long time. Um, but yeah, the men's marathon, Elliot Kipchoge, the proving God. he is the greatest runner of all time. But as Trackstar posted today, he's the greatest all time. Greatest meaning legacy and yeah. what he's done for the sport. But I have to agree, Bakili is the best runner of all time. I mean, look at his accolades, the but. Boat. Kipchoge did prove that he is the GOAT, um, the people's champ. Um, Winning his second marathon gold medal in a row at the Olympics and destroying the field over the last 10Ks. Um, He's back to his best, back to winning ways. And, yeah, got to wonder if that is the end for him. Did you see see the sprint finish for second, third and fourth? Oh, yeah. Rashid Abdi, my Farah's training partner. Have you seen the clip of Farah cheering him? Yeah. Yeah. And um, he's oh, like sure. oh. he's like hurrying his teammate along. Yeah, the other dude, and they're not even like from the same country. They're just friends. No, they're both no, born they're in training. Somalia. Yeah, they're oh, tra- I thought they're they were training partners as well. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, and uh, Liam Adams. We need to popularize the um the boat emoji. Yeah, Liam Adams, <laughs> best of all time. Oh, true. Liam Adams got a. Uh, 24th, I thought. Yeah, so he, he ran really well. Like, Liam Adams yeah. is a beast. I'm pretty sure he's, like, a tradie or something. Like he works yeah. in the day. And then yeah, like, it's like, five hours sleep. Runs <laughs> after. Like, that is respect. And then Jack Rayner, unfortunately, DNF. Rayner not for the win this time around, but you watch out. Stress, fact, stress reaction came back. To yeah, Biden. and Britt Robinson, not his best run, but 66. So, good on the Mara boys. Olympics yeah, I, I reckon one of the should we just go through like performance of like the yep. kind of race of the champs for the Aussies. Oh, I reckon the Aussies. I reckon for the Aussies as a whole, the women's marathon. Oh yeah, we're in the top Definitely. three. Yeah, that's insane. Sinead Dava tenth. Tenth, like that's that is insane. Definitely. I'm just looking at the shoes she gave me and like, geez, I'm going to go <laughs> run them every day now. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do your twenty minute walk in them. I will, mate. I'll. Hold up a sign so the whole like neighbourhood knows about it that <laughs> she gave them to me. You should write Sinead Diver. I like her accent. Irish. She sounds like Josh Kerr's sister. Um, <laughs> Bantabold. <laughs> Scottish. Bantabold. Same thing. Irish, Scottish, um, same thing. It's a bit like okay. Australian New Zealand. 
that was a phenomenal Olympic Games. Um, yeah, my athlete, my probably athlete of the week. Uh, let's just get onto that from the Olympics. Yeah, athlete of the Games. Definitely, yeah, athlete of the Games. Safana Sign is mine. Yeah, the queen, the queen, the queen of the track. What about yours, Bizak? Um, gotta say, Jakob. Yeah, Jakob just too good. Best he deserved that. He's, he's been so close. Yeah, exactly. He's always just being picked by Chariot. And I reckon the moment I thought that he could do it was in Monaco when he ran like 329 mm. while he oh, was sick. Coming off sickness. Yeah, coming off his sickness, like trying 329, beat Stewie. Like, that's when he was like, yeah, he's going to do it. So I reckon Mokichi should have done the 15 over the 5. Mate, Mokichi oh, yeah, definitely. leave. He can take his YouTube channel and leave. Um, <laughs> Maka, your athlete of the game. My athlete of the week would be Sifan Hassan because oh, would like, be. you, you can't go past would be. Her. Why not? Because well, like, oh. Joel's already selected her. So. Oh, yes. Was, so I'd probably go with um, Elaine Hera-Thompson. Oh, true. Triple gold, 100, 200. In the semi-final, I reckon she would have broken world record. Yeah. yeah, the wish version of Usain Bolt. <laughs> yeah, it's debatable. I mean, if she got the world record, uh, that would be impressive. I think she's getting on. Yeah, she's my athlete of the week. Oh, right. you said Joel. You said I'm Usain Bolt, Joel. It's yeah. Funny coincidence. I'm just looking at my top that I got signed in person by Usain Bolt right now. I'm, oh. I'm just looking at oh. my. I'm just looking at my two autographs of Usain Bolt. Oh wait, Sorry. I'm, I'm looking on the. He signed in person and looking at the photo of him signing it. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, All right. Should we just skip running no. gossip and news? Cause it's yeah, like, mate. This is the Olympic edition episode. This is a long. That is all for this week's episode. Quick shout out, quick shout out to the chorus, Elliot Watch. I really like that watch. But anyway, go on. Yeah. Um, should we get to the quick or quick? Or the- yeah, let's go to quick or quick. Why not? End it on a fun note. Oh, crap. Oh, um, my. So, just make up, like, <laughs> okay. five okay. random races. Olympic quiz. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Three Olympics of this decade. Well, two decades. This century. Okay, I'm going to make it really quick. So, it's, so it's not slow and, yeah. Yeah. I think. Who yeah. I butchered making the quiz last week. Yeah. Okay. Um. Who got the 2012 10,000 meter gold medal? My father. Far. Yeah. Oh, give me that. Give me Isaac won. No. Alright. Who got. We have to say full names. I reckon we should. Full names. Yeah, okay. Who got the bronze medal in the 2021 women's marathon? Oh, my son. That was me. That was me. That was me. I think I think we should do a scissors paper rock for that one. I definitely no, no, no. <laughs> me say it first. I can't even see Will moving. That's how slow he is. He's okay. Like frozen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. No. No point for anyone. Oh, mate. Uh, okay. Um, you guys are going to be able to tell who won that because they'll get the actual replay. Okay. Yeah. What? Um, hold on, hold on. Who won the 26... Who got the silver medal in the 2016's men's steeplechase? Oh. Evan Jagger. 
Isaac too. Oh, I'm, oh I'm a demon. I'm a I, demon. I don't care about steeplechase. You're, you're lucky. Steeplechase doesn't care that. about you, Macca. Yeah, actually, steeplechase is alright, but <laughs> I didn't. I didn't really. Yeah. Who won? Who know? Who got the bronze medal? Actually, I don't know what year that was. Oh, don't worry. Um, who won the 2019 World Champs 10,000 meters? My friend. Oh, check the guy. Oh, Michael Linden. Oh, I think it's 2017. Oh, it's two years early. Okay. I was thinking of London. I'm like, mate, that's too easy. Two more questions left. Come on, Maka, you've got to get the win. Two to one. So, oh, Maka has to win the next two. I've just got to win one more. I'm going to gonna bring my inner Maka thoughts and try and get you to win this match. Okay, you're probably going to ask, like, oh, who's Who won the top player in the Who won? Hmm, let me just think. The... Oh, oh, yeah, hang on. Tom Macker, you got this in the bag. Oh, <laughs> Wait, how many points? You're on two, I think. I'm on two. Um, who won the 2000 Olympics 10,000 meter title? Sure, yeah. No, no, it was Gibber Slassy. <laughs> Give me that. Isaac. <sighs> Choke from Macker. I was so <laughs> slow on that, bro. I don't know why I froze. Degree. Does this mean Isaac automatically wins? Yeah. We'll do the last question for fun, though. Okay. I'm making these up on the spot. This is good. This is what quicker, quicker should be. Who won? Oh, I don't even know who won. Who won the 2021 NCAA 10,000 metre title? Pat Diva. From what college? Tulsa. Isaac for the win. Ah, too good, bro. Saka, I'm sorry, mate. That was the most yeah. dominant. Quick or quicker we've ever seen. Put it in the show notes, mate. Full one. I'm writing that down on the notes. Dude, so that's Isaac 2, Joel 2, me 0. But Joel's undefeated. That's the difference. Joel's undefeated. Joel is the GOAT. Greatest of all time. Um, is that it? Is, oh, I've got to get full time. I'm the GOAT because I'm the greatest. I, I'm inspiring. <laughs> mate, right. you, your quicker, quicker people are inspiring race walkers. Dude, I need... um. Guys, uh, let's, let's, everyone, all the listeners, everyone needs to get behind me. Like, I honestly need help now. I need help. I need to catch up to these boys. I'm, I'm in a bit of strife. Yeah, uh, gonna, if, if you're not already cheering for me in the lead, leaderboard, uh, you should because I'm going to come out and surprise everyone and take the dub in the end. Yeah. And after Will Will's sob story... We're done for another week. So no, we're not. We're not. What's, what's, what's Joel's, Joel's uh, quote of the week? Oh, quote of the week. Joel, give us a quote and then we're ending it on that. All right. Hold on. Joel's quote of the week. One of his best yet. One of my biggest fears is that I'll marry into a family that runs 5Ks on holidays. All right. On that note, see you guys <laughs> next week. Thanks for listening to the Six and Bones Riding Podcast episode eight. And I'll um, please download, like, whatever you want to do. Share it with your mummy, your daddy, and your bald-headed granny. Um, see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Taking shots like a GoPro. Think about GoPro. Bro, you move too slow. Think about GoPro.
like him, I say so Now I'm fast like Stuart McSwain Moving real flash, you think I'm insane 40 on the spot, K on the dot Now they're begging me to stop No, taking shots like a GoPro Think of my GoPro Bro, you moving too slow Think of my say so Now I'm fast like Stuart McSwain Moving real flash, you think I'm insane 40 on the spot, K on the dot Now they're begging me to stop No, no